0: Hey mama, you're listening to the fit mama podcast. I'm your host and fitness bestie, Sarah. I'm a prenatal and postpartum fitness specialist, certified Pilates instructor, certified yoga teacher. And most importantly, I'm a certified hot mess of a mother. I've got a toddler son and twin baby girls. So you can just imagine the noise levels in my home. But in this podcast, I'm excited because I'm spilling all of my best tips so that you can feel your absolute best and most confident on this crazy motherhood journey. So whether you're washing the dishes or loading up the minivan, I'm glad that you're here. Turn up the volume and get ready to take some notes because we are diving into all things physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual health hello and welcome to the fit mama podcast is it just me or does it feel like we haven't talked in forever because ever since i changed from weekly uploads to bi-weekly uploads i will say that it feels like i genuinely don't know what's going on in your lives anymore i think we need to sit down have like a group chat going or i don't know grab a cup of coffee and just do a live on instagram or on tiktok or something just to catch up because genuinely i miss you guys i miss getting to talk every single week and I'm glad to be back. Um, but before we jump into today's podcast topic, which I'm not even sure how I'm going to title this podcast episode yet, you've obviously already seen the title. I hope you're as excited as I am. I do want to give a quick update because I did have some people asking how my mental health is doing, how things are going with this transition to bringing my toddler home and doing like preschool homeschooling with him and whatnot. So here's my update. Um, things are going okay. He was sick this week, which was definitely tough. All hopes of schooling or doing anything other than just lying around and trying to keep him chill and calm and happy, uh, as happy as he could be with a very high fever, that just went out the window. But thankfully, it was just like a 36-hour thing. He seems to be more or less over it at this point. So it's going okay i am not the super organized homeschool teacher that i had imagined i would be back in december but we have done some activities we try to incorporate the things that you know he has on his lesson plans throughout the day i could be doing a lot better i'll be honest but i think it's just going to be a time of adjustment for both of us i'm not really used to needing to step into like a teacher role every day rather than just being a mom And so that's just where I'm at. Just being honest, it could be better, but we're working on it. But thank you for everyone who checked in mentally. I feel like I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing in this season of life. And I think I'm just going to leave it at that because it's got lots of ups, lots and downs. That's just where I'm at. Um, But anyway, thank you guys for checking in. Okay. Enough said about that transition. Let's get into today's episode because I am excited. Uh, let me just give my quick caveat. I don't want this to sound judgy, but here's the thing. I found out that I was pregnant three days before the lockdown in 2020. And so I felt very isolated in my motherhood journey. It also did not help that I knew absolutely no one with children, and I didn't know how to raise a baby, to be honest, I did a lot of babysitting growing up, but never from like newborn stage. And so I started to research and I got into a lot of mom groups on Facebook and I treated those mom groups like Bible, like anything that someone said in that mom group, I really took it to heart. And I think that a lot of that advice was valuable. I have learned now that every baby is so individual, so different that in any given mom group, you can find 10 moms that agree with you and can relate. And you can find 10 moms that think that you're a terrible mom and that shouldn't be the way that you go about things. And just like opinions abound, but these opinions don't stop at how we raise our children. Facebook mom groups are filled with women who are giving their opinions and their advice on how to get your pre-baby body back. And as a postpartum fitness specialist, I kind of side eye a lot of the comments, like some of them are valid, but a lot of them are filled with kind of terrible advice. And so today on the podcast, we are doing some detective work together. I'm using keywords like exercise and fitness to search posts within these groups, all anonymous, of course. And we're just going to look at the advice that's being given and kind of see what we think about it. What's true and what's BS. Okay, let's dive in. Okay, so the first post that I pulled up here was from a mom who would just hit her third trimester and was wanting some tips on getting her body back post baby. She was feeling kind of self-conscious and had been struggling with body image throughout her pregnancy totally relatable. I think a lot of women struggle with body image during pregnancy, myself included, and it's normal to be looking for some advice about what that postpartum period is going to look like. I'm looking at the picture she posted of her cute little baby bump and thinking, oh my gosh, you are adorable. Like, please give yourself some grace, but let's go through the comments. So The first comment here said that the most important thing for me was incorporating baby into my exercise. So I never had the baby as an excuse, not to, she's my little quote, kettlebell and the weight increases as she grows this is fantastic advice. I could not agree more. I think if you use your baby, if you're incorporating, you get bonding time with the baby. Plus, like she mentioned, the weight increases as she grows. So as you get stronger by being consistent with your exercise, you're not only able to keep up with your growing baby, but you also are getting stronger. So I love that advice. Um, the next one, maybe not so much. It's, it's a lot. There's a lot in here. Okay. So let's break it down. This woman replied, I lost most of my weight right away. Let's break that down first. A lot of weight is lost pretty immediately just because we're losing water weight, obviously the placenta, baby themselves. So yes, we do tend to drop quite a bit of weight in the first week or so. However, that's not true for every woman. Our breasts tend to increase in size, so there's added weight just because we are lactating. On top of that, our weight distribution has probably changed throughout pregnancy. Most women experience some muscle loss and fat gain. And so you might lose a significant amount of weight, but that doesn't mean that you'll necessarily look the same as you did pre-pregnancy just because the weight has come off. So I wanted to address that first. Um, She did mention that she was very active and fit before pregnancy, and she stayed active all throughout my pregnancy. I love that for her. And then she said that she started walking and doing light exercises at six months postpartum. I've been eating gluten-free and plant-based for 10 years, and I swear it helps so much. Okay, so first off, doing the walking and light exercises at six months, you can do walking and light exercises as early as six weeks with clearance from your doctor. You can also begin doing core breathing before you hit the six-week mark. Like that's a very gentle way to reconnect with your pelvic floor and start to connect with your abs and rebuild some abdominal strength. If she wanted to wait six months, that's totally fine. But again, this person is commenting about how to get the baby, the pre baby body back. And there's no real perfect timeline for any one woman saying that you need to wait six months is not necessarily true for this mama. I'm glad that it worked for the commenter though. Now, I really want to dive into this eating gluten-free and plant-based. She says, or she follows saying, when you're fueling your body with the right foods, you feel so good. That's true. She said, I also don't restrict my calories at all. I don't diet. Okay, I mean no disrespect to this woman. I doubt she's listening to this podcast, but yes, she does. Maybe not intentionally restricting her calories, but when you eliminate major food groups, like if you're gluten-free, you are eliminating a lot of refined carb sources. And yes, there are lots of gluten-free products on the market now. However, most people who I know and I've worked with who are gluten-free, tend to just steer away from what a lot of people have in their typical diets. And so there is naturally caloric restriction happening there. The same thing goes with her plant-based diet. If she is eating primarily plant-based, that means she is restricting all calories from animal sources. So butter, dairy, meat, eggs, all of that is eliminated from her diet. So yes, she is calorie restricting, whether she knows it or not. It it is a form of calorie restriction. Now I understand people can go plant-based for other reasons besides dieting. It's not meant to be a weight loss diet. It's meant to be something that's good for the environment, good for the animals, and it is good for your health if you do it the right way. Um, but this is misleading. It's honestly just misleading to say that she doesn't restrict because she does. And so telling a mama, like, you don't need to restrict to lose weight. Just be active is not actually true at the end of the day. To lose weight, it comes down to two things. You need to eat foods that are nourishing and nutrient dense, but maybe a little bit more sparse on calories. So lots of green vegetables, for example, would be a type of food that fits that condition. They have lots of nutrients, but they're not calorically high generally. However, paired with eating nutrient dense foods, but having a slight caloric restriction there, you need to be exercising. And this exercise piece is important because exercise helps you to maintain or grow muscle mass while you lose fat, right? If you are only losing weight, but you are not exercising. If you're only dieting, but you don't pair it with exercise, you're not going to achieve the body that you're probably hoping for that like quote, pre baby body because you lost muscle mass during pregnancy. And so you need to rebuild that muscle mass postpartum, which yes, means lifting heavier weights. You get what I'm saying? I hope that you guys are following me there. So her her assumption here, or her assertion uh, that she does not restrict is not true. Uh, let's continue, she kept on going. She said, I breastfeed, I think that helps with weight loss a lot. The breastfeeding, thing comes up. So often I breastfed and the weight just melted off. Not really. I'm sorry. (laughs) That also has been shown through numerous studies to not be true. Breastfeeding does burn calories. Let's get that straight. It does on average around 500 calories a day is burned through breastfeeding. However, your body is smart, mama. It will find those calories from somewhere else by either pushing you to eat more, or it will just learn and adapt to survive on less calories because it's fueling those or filtering those calories, moving them towards breastfeeding. So what they have found is the difference over a year long period between moms who breastfeed and those who don't is about one pound, one to two pounds is the difference. Like that is so minimal. It's not going to help you lose, you know, 20 pounds of pregnancy weight. So sorry, breastfeeding. That's kind of a myth. It's an old wives tale. Um, I'm honestly just going to skip the rest of her comment because I feel a little bad that I'm like going in on this one comment so much, but just lots of misinformation here. She posted a picture of herself and her son and she looks great. And I'm glad that this all worked for her. But again, this is where the danger comes in these mom groups because they've got the photos to prove it, right? Like, look at me now. I look so great. And what works for her, is fine for her, but the advice that she gave was most untrue for the most part it was untrue. And so we're just going to keep on moving. Um, this person said I tried to do quality food. So skip the fast food and bag of chips and light exercise as well as breastfeeding. I lost the bulk of my weight that stubborn 10 pounds. I lost by intermittent fasting. Whoo mama. Okay. I did not expect the comments to be this wild. All right. So quality food, I agree if you're skipping processed foods, you're most likely not going to be eating as many calories because processed foods are higher on oil and salt. And so not that salt has calories, but oil in general, uh, tends to be higher in fat. Fat has more calories compared to protein and carbs. And so yes, by eliminating the processed food, you're most likely restricting calories. So thereby having weight loss. Um, besides that light exercise that's good it doesn't have to be light once you reach a certain postpartum point you can start to do heavier type of exercise uh, as long as you are taking care of your pelvic floor and your abdomen Uh, i recommend not sticking with just light exercise at some point you need to push your body a little bit harder but we're not going to go into that too much Uh, breastfeeding we already addressed And here's why I really, really want to chat that stubborn 10 pounds. I lost by intermittent fasting I get asked about intermittent fasting. So frequently intermittent fasting, if you are a woman who is not post-menopause or a man is not something I would recommend. They haven't done a ton of studies on the effects of intermittent fasting in women, but from the few that they have done, what they have found is that intermittent fasting can kind of wreak havoc on our hormones. And so it's not something that I would personally recommend. Of course, talk to your doctor, but not my personal personal recommendation. She lost the 10 pounds because she restricted her eating window, which means calorie restriction. I hope you're seeing a pattern with a lot of this. People will do these things like intermittent fasting or plant-based diet or eliminating processed foods, And they think that that one thing is the, the secret, that's the key when really that was just the thing that got them into a caloric restriction. And so there's no like magic about it really. Um, but I do hear about intermittent fasting quite a lot, so I wanted to, to address it. Okay. Uh, this person said I tracked my calories and didn't eat more than I knew I could burn in a day. Okay. Also only drank water and gave up juice slash soft drinks, a well-balanced diet and tracking calories was literally the only thing that worked for me lost the weight really fast after both my babies. Okay. I don't think there's anything inherently wrong with this comment. I'll be honest. Tracking calories is not my favorite way to go about weight loss, just because I think that tracking can be a very slippery slope for some people. Uh, it was what eventually led me into an ED. I also got out of my ED by tracking calories. I'm not going to lie about that. I just tracked and ate more and worked with healthcare professionals to be able to do that. But then it took me forever to forget how many calories were in everything. Like I couldn't just look at food as a normal person. I would see a plate of food and immediately start tallying up how many calories were on the plate. And that is not a fun place to be Mentally, that's not the case for everyone, and so I don't think that tra- calorie tracking is something that you cannot do. But always work with a healthcare professional or a registered dietitian, a nutritionist, someone who is going to be there to work with you to make sure that you're good and that there is a stopping point to your tracking. Because, of course, the danger is if you're never really learning how to eat, if you're only learning to just eat low calorie and not eat for your body's needs, it's not really a conducive, uh, way to get healthy per se, because a Twinkie doesn't have that many calories, but it definitely doesn't have many nutrients either. You get what I'm saying? So if it's between me eating a Twinkie or an avocado, well, the Twinkie has less calories. So if I'm only tracking calories, I might pick that over the avocado, but the avocado is obviously more dense in nutrients. And so that is where we can get into I don't know, a little bit of weirdness with that relationship with food where we're making decisions that we normally wouldn't, uh, but we're doing it for the sake of weight loss alone. So just wanted to add that there. You do not need to track calories to lose weight. If you are interested in tracking calories, like I said, talk to a healthcare professional. There are certain apps that you can use also that are linked with healthcare professionals. I've done this before with my clients, uh, and they can monitor and just make sure that you're doing it in the right way but, uh, yeah, that is my take on calorie tracking. Uh, I don't think there's really much more to say about that comment. So let's keep on going. Another person said breastfeeding helps a lot. We've already touched on that. Um, this person, I kind of loved how they started off. They said, my first tip would be to not put too much pressure on yourself for the first six weeks or so. That is very true. I would say, don't put any pressure on yourself, do what you feel like you can, but also realize this is just a season of life. It is going to go by so fast and, and it's okay if you really need to take that time to fully just rest and maybe just breathe, just do a little bit of walking. It kind of irks me that a lot of the fitness influencers who got big when they were like in their early twenties are now having children and they're showing themselves in the gym at like three weeks postpartum and talking about how they got cleared by their doctor and everything's fine but they know the influence that they have and they know that that's going to encourage other moms to think that at three weeks postpartum, they should be in the gym. No mama. No, no, no. Um, this person followed saying pregnancy and birth are extremely taxing on the body. Give your body and mind time to recover so that when you start exercising, you'll come back strong. I just wish I could applaud this woman. I love what she said there. Uh, she also said, try tons of water, stick to whole foods as much as possible. IE avoid packaged and processed foods as much as possible. Once I hit six weeks postpartum, I started doing light cardio and weights. I can now say I am in better shape than even before pregnancy. And I love that for her. Honestly, this is the one tip that we've seen so far. The one comment that I agree 100% with. So good for her. Uh, the light cardio and the weights six weeks postpartum is great. And I am so refreshed to find a comment in this comment section that is Actually solid advice because whoo, it was getting kind of discouraging back there. Um, okay, let's keep going. I love this comment. I kind of scrolled forward just a little bit. This woman starts off by being super vulnerable. She says I've struggled with bad self-talk as well. And I love that she mentioned that not loving, of course, that she's struggling with bad self-talk, but I think that that's not talked about enough. And I've tried to be very open and vulnerable on this podcast and on my socials that like, yes, I have bad body image days. For sure, for sure. And it's hard when you're putting yourself out there too on the internet and people love to uh, comment about your body. But regardless, every mama struggles with this, I think at some point. And I know that some women are more confident than ever postpartum, and I love that for them, but that's also not the case for a lot of women. And it's important to take control of that inner voice because that inner voice will dictate our habits and it will dictate the way that we move and think and act all day long. And so we can't really hate ourselves into a better body. You can't smack talk yourself into making a change. You really have to deal with that inner voice first. And so I really appreciate that this mom came right out the gate with that bit of honesty. Um, And what she says next is also very true. She says, I've heard it can mess with milk production if you are on a strict diet. That is absolutely true. If you cut calories too drastically while you are breastfeeding, you will have it affect your supply. You may even be unable to continue breastfeeding. I know women who have come to me now in their second, third pregnancies and said, hey, this happened postpartum with my first or postpartum with my second because I tried to go on this crash diet or worse. I had one woman tell me that she had a coach, put her on a 1200 calorie diet postpartum and then lost her supply. She was unable to feed her baby and she was still carrying guilt over that years later, years later. And I am very, very sad for her because breastfeeding, if you're able to do it, is a, is a beautiful thing. And it sucks when it gets taken away from you because you were just trying to like feel like yourself again. And you thought you were doing something that was going to be healthy and it just wasn't some caloric restriction is okay but it can never be drastic. And honestly, whether you are postpartum breastfeeding or not, if you want weight loss to be sustainable, you need to take really good care that you are not slashing your calories and doing like dramatic caloric restriction. And actually I want to end the podcast here on talking about what sustainable weight loss actually looks like. Let's put some numbers to it. Okay. This is of course in generalities, but I had this conversation with a new client this last week. She has been working with me now for like two and a half weeks. But, uh, when we were chatting, we were right at the two week mark and she had lost about four pounds over our first two weeks of working together. And so she was asking me like, is this good? Am I on the right track? Should I be losing? using more. And I was quick to tell her like, no, this is good. This is sustainable. I know it's sustainable for one because she and I strategized on how she could substitute things in her diet without taking anything necessarily away, how she could manage her portions. So she still got to eat all of the foods that she loved just in different portion sizes. And we talked about what things she could add to her diet so that she would feel more satisfied and not be obsessing about food between meals, like where food wouldn't be on her mind all of the time. Right. But in general, again, generally speaking, I cannot emphasize that enough. This is not a one size fits all thing, but generally speaking, sustainable weight loss can look anywhere between a half pound to like two pounds a week. If you are on the larger side, and the start of your fitness journey, then you might see closer to two pounds a week. If you are on the smaller side and you're just trying to lose, you know, quote unquote, the last 10 pounds, then you might be closer to like a half a pound a week. And both of those are fine. Uh, we have this range that's available to us because all bodies are different. And at some point we just need to be okay with the process taking time. So again, let's put this to some numbers. If you've got the last 10 pounds to lose and you want to do it sustainably and that's half a pound a week, we're talking two pounds a month. So it could take you five months if you are in sustained caloric restriction to get the last 10 pounds off five months. And like in the grand scheme of things, that's not that long. But if you're hoping to get the last 10 pounds off by crash dieting for a month, that's gonna be really freaking hard. And I can almost guarantee you either won't reach the goal or you're gonna yo-yo and bounce right back into your old eating habits after the month is over because you have been miserable for the last four weeks and then put the weight back on, right? Like if it wants, if you want it to be sustainable, you gotta get comfy with it taking some more time but that's okay. If it is permanent, if the change is permanent, who cares if it takes five months, I would rather it take five months of being consistent and doing it in a balanced way where I still enjoy life and then never having to worry about it again over, going back and forth, like a month of crazy dieting, a month of putting it back on, and then maybe I put a little bit more on than I did before, and then I'm even at a higher starting place, and then I lose it again by crashing, and then it comes back on, and like doing that over and over for the rest of my life, and I'm just getting like farther and farther away from my goal, you know what I'm saying? So that, 0.5 pounds to two pounds a week is average. You might even go a week where you don't lose any weight and it kind of stagnates. And that's also normal. It doesn't have to be a linear process. There might be a week where you gain a pound and the next week you're down two. but like on average, if you can look at an average and say, okay, I'm still trending downward, then you're on the right path. And I speaking of these averages, I really love when clients will take like a weekly average weight rather than just a single day of the week, because the scale can fluctuate so much. So if you are tracking your progress by the scale, that would be my recommendation. So anyway, that is like a long podcast already. And I feel like I just got started. I really do, but it's time to wrap it up. I think, uh, if you want a part two to this, where I go over some more of these mom groups, fitness advice, that was literally just one thread. I had like three of these up and at them, but. But yeah, I would be game to do a part two. So if you like this, send me a DM over on Instagram or on TikTok. My handle on both of those platforms is Sarah, Kelly.co that's Sarah with an H Kelly with an E Y C O. If you've made it to the end of the podcast, I'm guessing that this was helpful to you. And if you want some more personalized help on your fitness journey, I had one spot for coaching in February kind of unexpectedly open up. And so if you want it, send me a DM and go ahead and snag it. And that will be all. I hope you guys are doing well. Enjoy your coffee, reheat it if you need to, and I'll see you in the next one. Bye.